Welcome to the 42nd episode of the Game 4 Podcast. In this episode, still recording from home and sponsored by Gaddis Gaming, we will talk about our hopes and expectations for 2021 in tabletop gaming. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And we are part of Game 4. Game 4 is all about connecting tabletop gamers. We made an app that does, did exactly that. But of course, right now in the times of COVID, we are um, not really getting together to play too much. So we've hibernated the app, but we're continuing on with this podcast to hopefully help you in you know, your gaming expansion, moving into maybe other games, maybe moving into other genres, doing all kinds of different things like that, and uh, also preparing for when we can get, get back together again and play. Um, but while we're waiting, you know, we, at least Matt and I have been doing a bunch of hobbying, uh, you know, a lot of different things, playing some games as well, maybe, you know, electronically, you know, over like, uh, the internet, you know, with friends and things like that. But, you know, what, what, what other kind of stuff have you been doing? We've had a Christmas since the last episode. We have. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas, <laughs> sure. holidays and for everybody else. Um, but yeah, I've got, uh, I have a lot of plastic that I need to assemble now. Um, mm, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, to the point where I, um, a month ago I thought I had too much uh, super glue, and now I'm thinking I need more CLA glue. So, yeah. Glue? Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Cyanoacrylate yeah. is what. Yep, CA. Yeah, CA glue. No, I always want to put CLA. So, yeah, because oh, of PLA from uh, 3D printing. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably what it is. But yeah, I got the uh, Legion starter set um, and Star Wars um, Legion. A bunch, yeah, Star Wars Legion. Mm-hmm. To start playing that, um, I've been convinced. Yeah, did you? You got the the like Darth Vader type or the Clone Wars? Yeah, type? the Darth Vader and Luke one yep. uh, versus yep. the cool. uh, Clone Wars ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, nice. I got a whole bunch of 40k boxes, um, probably more than I needed to do two different. Uh, kill teams but nice. um but yeah for i've got a, a star collecting box for tal oh, and yeah, yeah. um like three different boxes of stuff for gene stealers um i think there's like doing my kill team list i think i need to get like one more like small box of minis for each to finish but mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. yeah i've got plenty to do a kill team and then some so um, oh cool yeah 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 i'll be doing that um and then um and then I've been starting to put together my uh, first Blood Bowl team um, from that star set, the uh, Black Orcs. Um, I got the, I've got most of that assembled now. I'm almost done that team. That's got the new what second season as they call it. Yeah. Of, so uh, this is of Blood Bowl. Of Blood Bowl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm playing the Black Orcs, and yeah, I'm not gonna lie, some of the models are very tricky to put together. Um, trickier sure. than I thought. Um, like some too. pieces, yeah, some pieces go together, and you're like, "Oh, this is amazing! This is awesome!" Um, there was one that I think I spent about five minutes, like looking at the diagram and looking at the two pieces before I finally figured out the orientation they were supposed to go in. Mm. And, yeah, that can be I, sometimes like they yeah. just catch it from just the wrong angle. Yeah, and then it's not. Yeah, doesn't come. And then, I mean, well. once I figured it out, I was like, "Okay, this is it," because they fit together beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found like then there was like another like little piece that's supposed to go someplace. Um, I see where they think it's supposed to go, but it, I can't figure out any nice way to make it look. Um, and I think I'm just going to use some uh, green stuff on that um, and kind of mold my own little piece there because the 
I don't know. It, it, yeah, it got yeah. to a point where it just did not seem worth my time to try to figure out. So, yeah, and sometimes that's kind of the way it works. Yeah, I, I can see that. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like had, it sounds so, like you had a merry Christmas with that stuff. A fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you? Well, uh, let's see. I finished actually last night on Twitch. I finished my Stormcast Eternals. Um, mm. Uh, for Warcry, I've got a small little warband of uh, five Storm Bros, and uh, I painted them up, and they are basically done. All I have to do is finish the basing, which I actually started. Uh, I usually don't do the basing on stream, but I got I kind of got finished, and I still had like a good hour left of the stream because I usually stream for three oh, hours okay. at a time. So I was yeah. like, well, I'll start working on the bases, you know, and then because I've, I've not really worked on them before in stream. So some people were, I guess, maybe interested, but yeah. Um, I just basically answered a lot of questions and talked while I was just doing the, it's a little bit busy work, frankly, but it, you know, it's, I, I'm a big you, fan of, of having finished basings. Were you doing, mm-hmm. you know, like your cat litter and super glue and, and the basing uh, was all texture already. So I'd already done all that oh, before okay. I even primed. I always, yeah, I always do the texture before I even prime the models. So what I was actually okay. doing when I say basing, I mean, I was painting the bases. So yeah, they already had like some kitty litter on there and some little pieces of cork to look like rock and, you know, stuff like that. So all the texture and everything is already on there and already been primed and even sprayed with some other paint. And now I was just, but it wasn't the right, you know, it wasn't ground color. It was like overspray from the silver that I did mm. on the armor. So um, I was now going through putting down brown and then covering all that stuff up. And then I got to put down some gray where the rocks are a little bit. And then I'll go through and put a wash on stuff. But the rest of that I'm going to do off air, I guess, for lack of a better term, off stream. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out what to do next because I've got another stream actually on New Year's Day on, on Friday. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to end up starting to work on, uh, um, I've just said it before, Adeptus Mechanicus, uh, Admac. So they are mm-hmm. uh, a 40K army and I will be working on them, uh, not a full army, but I'm working on them for Kill Team. Kind of like your uh, Tau and your Gene Stealers. So it's a much smaller oh, sure. force. Yeah. Um, and they're already built, but and have been sitting there for actually a while, but they need texture in their bases. So I'll have to do that this week and then prime them in time for Friday so that I could start painting on them. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's kind of my plan over the rest of the week. Um, and then I also was working on some cultists for a game called Zona Alpha, which is made by um, Osprey. Are produced, published, whatever, by Osprey. It's designed, uh, written by Patrick Todorov. And um, so I used, they, they don't have a model line that's attached to the game. It's one of those kind of, you know, miniature agnostic games, which I mm. like. And uh, so I was using models, these cultists from uh, a company called Anvil Industry over in the UK. They make really cool kind of resin models to be using in all kinds of different games. And they have, you know, modern, you know, they do also some sci-fi stuff and things like that, but they also have just like modern, you know, like military contractors and like scientists and also cultists and stuff like that, you know? And so um, I finished those up. There was only six of them, but it was a, it was a quick paint job, but I enjoyed it. And they need to be, I guess, technically they do need to be um, matte varnish, but otherwise they're done. Mm. Uh, So now I need to build a new list so, like, in the game, there's cultists as a faction, uh, military as a faction, scientists, traders. So I need to go through now and look at the other models that I bought from Anvil Industry back in the summer and figure out what, some other lists I could make and then build the models based off those lists, and then I can start painting on those and all that jazz. So. Now, do you have other people you know that are playing, or is that why you're kind of building a couple teams so you can kind of... It's more of a, uh, I'm building a couple of teams so I can hopefully get other people to play, you know, once we can do that okay. again. 
But the other mm-hmm. benefit to Zona Alpha is that it also has co-op and also solo play. It's oh, a nice. separate it's a separate download. Like you can buy the game in print, you can buy the game in, in PDF, but you can get the solo play slash co-op uh, free. It's a free download, I think, on the Osprey website. I grabbed it. It's either from the Osprey website or from the author's website. I forget where. So I will hopefully eventually maybe do a, uh, a battle report on my on YouTube uh, sure. on Zona Alpha, but I'll be doing it probably still by myself um, unless it comes much later in 2021, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Right. Um, and then I'm working on some terrain. Uh, I had a bunch of um, Star Wars Legion uh, stuff, like 3D printed Star Wars Legion stuff. Some of it mm, came mm-hmm. from Imperial Terrain and some of it came from Corvus Game Studios. And uh, it's all kind of Tatooine, sort of like desert stuff, and a um, bunch of really cool buildings. And I had primed them like one of the last warm days of the fall. I primed them outside because I like to prime my terrain generally with rattle cam versus air. Yeah, that goes a little bit quicker. Well, but yeah, it's quicker. That seems so many days ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's it's quicker, but it's also I think that the the rattle cam primer sticks a little better to mm. to plastic. Specifically, the stuff that I was using, I was using the Krylon camouflage stuff, and that's got the yep. fusion technology in it, which is supposed to stick to plastics better. But terrain takes a little bit more of a beating, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. than uh, than than models do. Uh, so yeah, so I, I had primed the stuff, and there's probably seven buildings, I think, or maybe eight, and it had been sitting in the garage. Like I sprayed it, I sprayed it all out there, and then I left it out in the garage to outgas because I didn't want to bring it in the house because then the propellant smell just kind of gets all over the house, even though you don't spray mm-hmm. it in the house. And then I had promptly kind of forgot about that stuff and then i was like actually moving like the lawnmower back in to get the snow blower ready because i knew the snow was coming which it did a couple of days later and uh and i was like oh yeah that's right i should take all these models in the house so i can start working on them so they've at least been brought in that's that's step one you know yes <laughs> yeah and then um another piece of terrain i'm working on is uh, gw makes these big realm of battle boards uh okay they, you can buy them and they're basically molded plastic like ground right and they make uh, um they make a desert one that uh was their first one they did way back probably 10 years ago and they've been mm-hmm. selling that one and now they also do an industrial one like a sector mechanic oh, okay yeah and so um they're not cheap um but they will make a full four foot by six foot table they're two foot by two foot plastic squares oh wow um, yeah yeah so um i took two of them and primed them oh some time ago, I want to literally say maybe in the spring. Uh, I don't know, but I primed okay. them black and they also sat in the garage for a long time, but they've been in the house now for, I don't know, since the summer probably. And I mm. finally have decided to start painting them. But the thing is, is they're so big. Like I actually had to get bigger brushes, like kind of like craft store brushes. You know what I mean? Because okay. like brushes you use on your miniatures, if you're trying to paint something that big, it's just not going to work. And I had to get some craft store paint too, because I didn't want to use, you know, like miniature paint when you have to paint like a road you know what i mean like it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of expensive whereas like craft store like you know apple barrel or whatever that type of paint is like you know you get a bottle of it for a buck 49 or something like that so yeah working on that stuff and i'm uh, going to continue to work on that i think over the weekend with new years and stuff and time off for that and uh and also i finally started working on another model it's called an agroid myrmidon and it's for war cry it's kind of a uh Oh, what's the word I'm looking for now? Um, hangs out in the labyrinth, kind of a minotaur, sort of, I guess. Uh, and he's got a shield oh, and, yeah. a, and a spear. And um, yeah, so he's, anyway, uh, I had put him together actually last year. 
on a, on a Twitch stream with um, uh, Sam and Vince over at Sam's house. And then I had primed him earlier part of this year. And then he just sat on my hobby table. It's one of those, one of those projects that just sits, you know what I mean? Like you're to a certain point and you're like, well, I could start working on that, but I got other things to work on. And I don't know what it was, but yeah. just some point this last weekend, all of a sudden I was just like, you know what? And I just started working on him. So, hmm. um, you know, so that's good. Uh, yeah, but that I'll be working on him as well. And that'll be also probably off, um, you know, not on stream or anything like that. I'll probably take pictures of him once he's done. But other than that. Sure. So yeah. So, so nothing much going on. No, no, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not, not just basically sitting around. I'm just basically sitting around twiddling my thumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like having, I guess, lots of projects to work on. Um, I have people that ask me quite frequently about like, well, what? I just don't know what to work on, or I'm just like, oh, I'm just like not motivated to work on this project, and I'm always like, well, then pick up a different project. You know, I mean, like, right. you don't have to start something and then only just work on that until completion, you can set things aside when you lose a little bit of motivation and work on something that motivates you. So, right. Yeah. I guess that's that. Yeah. Especially when there's no, not a lot of gaming going on right now. It's not like you like, Oh, I need exactly. to have this at the, at the, at the shop for this weekend. Right. Exactly. If there's no deadline or at least not much of a deadline, you know, where you're like, Oh, I got to get this ready for this tournament or I've got to be playing with so-and-so and I want to have this stuff done or they're coming over and I want to make, I have the train all nice that's not just not happening right now. And so if that's the case, then, then, you know, we'll just not have to worry about it so much and we'll just, uh, you know, keep working and keep our heads down and, and have a good time. Listen to some podcasts and audiobooks and get some stuff done. And then when we can finally start playing together again, which again, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about in a little bit, uh, then hopefully at least in, in, in war gaming and miniatures and stuff, a lot of people have a lot of painted stuff ready to go. Yep. Our friends at Gaddis Gaming want to thank their supporters for bringing their latest Kickstarter campaign, Empire Falls, to life. If you missed the Kickstarter or want to add to your pledge, a pledge manager will be coming soon. Yeah, I just got a preview of it this last week. Um, There's a little bit of, uh, I think, like shipping or something needs to be figured out uh, right now. But yeah, Lee's got Mm -hmm. some pretty cool stuff from the Kickstarter on there. Um, You can add stuff to your pledge, like if you want some extra dice or if you didn't get the dice or anything... You can add there, but then he's got some other, like some cool t-shirts and logos and a bunch of other cool stuff and, and variations that you, you're going to be able to pick from. That's that's pretty awesome. I, I was thinking like, oh, I've, I've got my picked out and um, didn't realize it was a preview. I thought it was actually the the, the full pledge manager mm-hmm. um, and started picking stuff out. And I'm like, oh, my wife's going to kill me, but <laughs> <laughs> this is really cool. So and then I found out it was a preview, and I was like, well, that's good. Now I at least have some time to figure out what I want. But yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. that's going to be coming soon. Yeah, so. nice. That's that's good to hear. And as an added thank you to all of our listeners, you can now get 10% off your entire purchase of World War One and World War II miniatures at Gaddis Gaming's website when you use the promo code GAME4. That is G-A-M-E and the number 4. Follow the link on gaddisgaming.com. That is G A D D I S G A M I N G dot com or in our show notes. And thank you to Gaddis Gaming for sponsoring the Game 4 podcast. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. All right. So, um, so, so 2020 is behind us now. Well, well almost. Not yet. It's just, almost. It's getting there. Yeah. We, we, I don't know that we want to necessarily turn our backs on it yet, frankly. Right. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll give it a little bit more time. But yeah, very, right, no, very it's soon. Like the monster, at, monster at the end of a horror story. Like you're like, right? It's going to get up sure again. If it's really dead. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. No, it's been it's been something. Yeah. Uh, so with 2021 coming, um, we 
you know, I think that there's a lot of folks out there just in general in the world Mm -hmm. that are thinking, well, okay, new year means everything's going to be better. Well, I mean, not, you know, yes, hopefully, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily on January 1st. It's going to take some time. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that that, that's spun down this year has to spin back up. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I think that things will be a bit different and stuff like that and whatnot. So I think that our best bet here for this discussion to some degree is to try to maybe discuss, uh, for lack of a better term, maybe a little bit of the downer stuff and then end on mm-hmm. a big, on a, on a, on a better note, you know what I mean? Like things that we're looking forward to. Right. Um, yeah. That's, that sounds good. Yeah. Cause there's, yeah, like there's definitely some stuff where like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, there's mm-hmm. some stuff like as we get further in the year, you're like, that's probably going to happen now. So sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, one of the things that that I've missed personally uh, quite a bit uh, in 2020 that is uh, is in-person conventions. I've mm. uh, it was interesting just recently. I told my wife that I've been having dreams about going to like hotels and just places and convention centers like they've not even necessarily been dreams about going to a gaming convention but just being in groups of people and and stuff like that like it's been they've just been happening a lot lately and i'm like like i had a dream recently where at one point we went to a buffet and i was just like whoa that is crazy you know what i mean like oh yeah like because like a year ago like you know you were going to a lot of conventions and i'm sure that at one point, you uttered or we were around people that go to a lot of conventions, you know, if they're like traveling, you know, for oh, yeah. whatever to that were at the, you know, like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's another convention. We're at another mm-hmm. convention, you know, and they're, you know, back in their head, they're like, oh, man, I just wish I could have a break, you know, and now they've gotten yeah, that well, break. <laughs> yeah. Maybe everybody wished at just the right time. And here we are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been a thing. Like, yeah, definitely. In 2019, I traveled the most I've probably ever traveled. Um, and I had plans to do basically kind of the same thing in 2020, but everybody had plans mm-hmm. for 2020. Um, but yeah, I think that even though it's next year coming up, you know, and you're going to have, we, we are still going to see some, uh, a pretty light load of conventions, you know, the, the vaccine and all that kind of stuff is starting to roll out, but it's going to take time obviously to get to enough folks. And, um, like we know for a fact that um, Adepticon, which is a tabletop wargaming convention, biggest one in the country, uh, that one is in Schaumburg, Illinois. It's usually mm-hmm. in the end of March, and they've already canceled for 2021, saying they're not going to be able to do it this year because of you know the, the way that the numbers are still kind of trending. And you know, and they're in Illinois, and Illinois, you know, basically the government's like, look, no, you know, no get-togethers bigger than this. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So yeah, that and, really and kind of. It, Right. And there's yeah, so yeah. much lead time you have to do. Like, you can't just like go, hey, next week we're going to start a convention because things went better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like normally with that convention, the housing, you know, like the hotels and stuff like that for that convention, they go up for uh, for people to be able to, you know, uh, reserve hotel rooms usually in July, the, the, the previous year. So, um, July of 2020, there would have been like, Hey, you know, the hopes rooms and stuff like that are now available for Adepticon. And that didn't happen. It didn't happen in August and it didn't happen in September, blah, blah, blah. And also like, like as a person who has taught classes at that convention as well, normally they reach out and they're like, Hey, you know, classes, you know, blah, blah, this, that, the other thing. And that wasn't also happening either. So, um, I kind of knew ahead of time, you know, just because I wasn't seeing mm-hmm. these things happening, I had an assumption. 
Uh, but they couldn't like, you know, officially announce it until probably a certain date because of the laws and the, you know, the hotels and you know all that kind of junk. Right. So um, I think we're going to see more of that, at least in the first half of, of the, the year, potentially a little mm-hmm. bit longer. I know that currently like Gen Con has not said we're not doing it. Um, but I just they, they, Gen Con's they, early early August, so I still just wonder if that's on the cusp. Personally, right? They're kind of on the bubble there. That that one's mm-hmm. going to be a tough one. That's right in the if everything goes perfect mm-hmm. and and exceeds timelines, they'll be fine. Right. But any and kind of delays things are gonna, so frequently yeah. go perfect. Yeah. It right. Be just uh, fine. Exactly. Yeah. But so, like but anything in like the late fall, early winter, I th- you know, like your like Nova Open and stuff like that, I could see that stuff definitely going forward. You know, like Nova Open is um, another con- uh, tabletop gaming convention, tabletop war gaming convention, and that takes place in DC, and it's usually very, very end of August, early September. Uh, more often than not, it's like the it usually starts like the last couple of days of August and goes into September. It's usually it's a four day thing, uh, or three day, three or four day thing. And, um, mm-hmm. like last year it was, if it would have happened, it would have all been because of the calendar, it would have all been in uh, September. It would have been like September 1st through 3rd or 1st through 4th or whatever it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a potential. Uh, there's another real sm- kind of small convention, uh, slash tournament that's supposed to take place in November, usually every year in Northern Illinois, um, called, uh, Holy Havoc, which maybe that'll happen. Uh, I kind of want to go to that. I wanted to go to it last year. Well, technically this year, 2020. Um, But we'll see. Uh, Origins, which is in June in Columbus, and it's 20,000 people. I'm dubious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially since that's run by Gamma, and they've already, I mean, they they shut down um, the trade show pretty quick. So Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the Gamma trade show is usually in March. And they've already yep. announced that that's not. So, yeah, it, long story short, specifically the first half of the year, probably still no conventions. Second the half of the year, eh, we'll see. I mean, I hope. I'm, I'm saying all these things hoping I'm wrong. I absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely hope I'm wrong. But, yeah. Um, G- Game Hole Con. Yeah, that's a that's a bigger that's one getting it's getting big in Madison, Wisconsin, and that one is mm-hmm. usually in what late October, early November. Yeah, could be a good chance for that. Could be a good mm-hmm. chance for that. Yeah. So yeah, that would be great too because I'd like to go check that out. Um, there's another convention I go to that is in usually October. That is uh, Dragonfall. Um, mm. Our friend uh, Matt is uh, the kind of charity charity coordinator for that one. That's a, a convention that's basically just for charity. Um, mostly, mostly leaning towards miniatures and stuff like that. But, uh, that one is usually in October. So hopefully they'll be able to pull that off. Um, you know, but it's, again, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, I don't know how these things are going to be handled, whether or not like you have to show proof of vaccination or, I mean, like even something like Gen Con, they would have to like, how do you socially distance like the Gen Con, you know, um, dealer room? Like it's yeah, sometimes yeah. just elbow to elbow, you know what I mean? Right. Like you can't even on distance, a good year. much less socially distance. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> Half the time I'm getting clobbered by somebody's backpack because they decide to turn to look at something, you know, or you walk through a fart or something. There's just a lot of yeah. weird smells there, frankly. Everybody's going to be in hamster balls. The, the yeah, that would be yeah. weird, but cool, maybe. <laughs> and you'd be in your own weird, smelly hamster ball and, and then people could stay. Yeah, that would, actually, that's not a bad idea. Um, it'd be mm. very hard to buy things, though. 
Everything would have to get well, shipped to you. And you'd have well, to use, N- you, you'd have to use NFC to be ball. able to buy stuff. <laughs> I don't know how they could get it in the ball. Are they inflatable? Yeah. Well, well then, uh, yeah, then you'd uh, open the, it and the then, L- then let the, the air shell is. Oh. Well, the shell is. No, yeah, you've got like the hole you jump into and stuff like that. So it's like the sh- just the shell is. Oh, those types of like the ones yeah. where you have your legs stick out and you bang into right. each other. Oh, that would be sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. But I mean, if you're hmm. if you're all cut off from other people, you know. Yeah, you would probably be at least six feet away from everybody. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, half in a weird ball. That's true too. Yeah. That's that's. I, you should call um, Peter Atkinson and be like, "Hey, yeah, oh I got, yeah, I got this idea, million dollar yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea." You um, heard it here first, folks. Yes, exactly. This is the <laughs> this is the 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 proof of uh, trademark. I don't even know what mm-hmm. that means. Um, so, yeah, uh, fewer in-person conventions, obviously, uh, probably going to be the case. Uh, also, to some degree, I think we're going to see fewer releases this year, uh, physical releases in many situations, due to shipping and production delays. I can tell you, as a as a, a nerd who likes to play miniatures, um, and Games Workshop being the biggest miniatures company out there, they've mm-hmm. already announced uh, some date slippage on stuff that they don't usually have that as a problem. Like, the next right. codex for 40k which is the death guard that new codex book plus also new models are supposed to be coming up for death guard those have all been pushed back uh like they said that the date this that stuff was going to hit was x and i don't frankly remember exactly what it was but they've just recently announced that yeah they're not gonna be able to make it because of covid um yeah and so i think we're going to see that a lot because it's not only just slowing down production specifically you know you can't have as many people in your factory and that kind of stuff but it's also mm-hmm. shipping you know, like it's actual yeah, shipping is a mess um, yeah. just because higher demand because mm-hmm. more people are shipping stuff. Um, yeah, we're not even getting into the USPS stuff. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, so, it's 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 a mess and it's it's going to take a while before it gets unclogged. And I think that the important thing for us as people, uh, as gamers, is that we're going to have to understand that we, you know, and I've seen this a bunch. It, we have to understand that we're going to need to be patient. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is, you know, this is not the apocalypse, obviously, but it's right. unprecedented. And if the worst yeah. thing that happens to you is that your stuff doesn't get shipped on time or the game that you were really looking forward to doesn't make its date, it could mm-hmm. be worse. You know, you could you could lose a right. family member or who knows whatever. So we kind of have to right, keep those right. things in perspective, you know, so. Right. It's not like the game companies are doing this intentionally. They, they want to no. get that stuff to you and sold as fast as possible too. Absolutely. So they would love just, to get you more product in your hand for more money. And, and so, you know, that's, and because of that, I think that we're also going to see more, um, I think we're going to see more digital print and play style games from a lot of companies mm-hmm. because then you don't have to worry about production as much and shipping as much. Yeah, and we're already that's a, seeing that's it. The point we're seeing mm-hmm. it in a lot of different industries, specifically like RPGs have been doing it honestly forever because it's basically mm-hmm. a book. Like it's a book, right. which is basically a PDF in some situations, so it's not that hard. But even with miniature games, like uh, Modifius, I know uh, the company that makes uh, a bunch of different games. Specifically, they make um, uh, what's the oh shoot, now I can't think of it. It's uh, based off of like Skyrim and Oblivion and all that stuff. The Elder Scrolls. Yes. Yes. They make an Elder Scrolls um, miniatures game. And I think most of the books that they produce for it are also available as PDFs, which a lot of companies still, 
like, you know, the RPG companies are like, yeah, we understand that people would like to have digital stuff. But a lot of the other companies out there specifically like Games Workshop was very specifically like not interested in doing electronic stuff until relatively recently. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they had you could buy books through the iBook store and that kind of stuff on your iPad and things. But beyond that, they still don't just directly sell straight up yeah. PDFs and, much. And, and I and I sort of get that. I think they're still kind of getting into it's kind of like um, late '90s, early 2000s um, with music and uh, movies mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Where to some there's, degree, yeah. There's a there's a concern about rights management of oh mm-hmm. what if everybody just doesn't pay for this and stuff and then we basically give away everything for free and we go under, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of that balancing act of what can we allow people to print themselves or, or you know versus like like I don't want to ha- sell this one mini and then suddenly he he and sixty of his closest friends uh, all printed and I I lose out on all those sales. Sure, um, for like 3D printing and stuff. Yeah, no, I totally right. understand that. That so, all being said, yeah. I know that if I was getting into a small, if I was going to start producing a small time uh, game, I would absolutely focus on the PDF and the STL and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's... Right. Yeah, but but I think for the bigger companies, they're almost to some degree stuck a little bit because... Mm-hmm you know, they generally have to produce this stuff physically. And it's also difficult to get right now because of uh, what's going on. But some of the companies that are maybe a little bit smaller are starting to pivot. And I think that that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, a cool idea. Now, the downside is obviously, like I said, it doesn't work so hot with board games. And it really doesn't work with CCGs. But specifically CCGs, I mean, you know, I think Wizards is doing probably not too bad with that Magic the Gathering Arena. Arena. That's Mm -hmm. what, yeah, that's what it's called. Which is basically a video game version of it, and it's you're still buying you know booster packs and stuff like that, um, right? But I don't know. We'll see how it works out because uh, I know that there's a lot of stores that are hurting, and partially it's because people aren't coming in to buy magic cards because it's you know there's no Friday Night Magic going on and all that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, you know kind of talking a little bit about organized play. You know, hopefully we will start to see as 2021 kind of wears on and you get more people with the with the, uh, the antivirus, the, the mm-hmm. vaccine. The vaccine, yep. Hopefully we'll start yeah, to see uh, organized play come back, you know? Yeah, or even like just game nights and stuff of like that, you know, yeah. with yeah. general population. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there was even some that either didn't or, or really didn't do it for very long during like the first kind of like that like spring time mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. stop events in their store that have stopped now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was even before we heard about, you know, the whole British strain and all this stuff. Mm, that, right. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit, but oh, I can't wait to, to be able to pop in. And yeah, no, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine recently about how we were, you know, two years of no Adepticon is going to really wear on us, but we're really going to, look forward to when we can come back to i guess 2022 adapticon that'll be that'll be a oh, great year hopefully yeah yeah, yeah yeah but uh yeah so i mean i think that you know like and 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 to some degree also print on demand games we kind of talked a little bit about like digital mm. games like uh you know like pdfs and things like that that maybe you have on your tablet or you have on your laptop or maybe you even print it out of your house but print on demand i think that and again it works best for RPG folks, miniature folks, to some degree, you can do print on demand board games like using services like uh, the Game Crafter in Madison, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Again, print yeah, on demand, I'm, not so great with CCGs, but, uh, yeah, you know. I'm almost thinking, like, that That was kind of my thought of the, the digital rights management stuff that we kind of talked about, you know, a little yeah, yeah. bit ago, mm-hmm. is that, you know, um, some of the... Um, some of the uh, STL manufacturers, like for printing and stuff like that, are starting to do licensing. Yeah, and I can I can see that as kind of a nice thing for your your local game stores, as basically being that print on demand place, like you know, almost like the Kinkos of for your games. Like yeah, like oh, you know, versus you know, you know, um, they don't have to have all the store the storage space with the eight thousand board games that come out every day. Yeah, um, no. They they can be like, oh, you want this? Okay, um, yeah, we can have it uh, ready for you to pick up at five o'clock tonight. There's been a lot of talk about that over the last like ten years about like, especially when the um, like the D twenty stuff got really popular and like everybody mm-hmm. in there and their brother was making D twenty, um, you know, like modules and add ons and things like that because of that D twenty license. There was a lot of th- talk about like, well, maybe if the game shops would just get some sort of like digital printing machine. Then they could print those things. You could just go to the store and then buy the book that you want, as opposed to just to get right. a PDF. And then there are people that want the physical copy and people who want the benefit though, to print on demand, whether you're getting it at a local store or whether you're getting it at least printed in your country is that the shipping is usually a little bit less problematic right. because there, there just aren't things that are getting shipped. There's the, the raw materials that are getting shipped to the people you know, who are printing the stuff. And that's hopefully something that's able to still stay kind of, you know, in progress and people can keep getting mm-hmm. that material. But it's a situation of like, I bought a print on demand book. And I think it came through Amazon, but there's other companies out there like Lulu and a bunch of other ones that, you know, right. can, that you see a lot of RPG folks go into and, and, and the, that kind of stuff and a lot of and, uh, and, miniatures as well. And I'm seeing like the prices on that stuff coming way down, like uh, um, filaments and stuff for like 3D printing, uh, resin mm-hmm. and stuff that peaked, you know, early pandemic because everybody yeah. was printing like masks and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it seems like there's um, those prices came back to the original. And then I'm seeing like a lot of these new startups that are like, oh, well, we're going to provide the medium as well. And mm-hmm. then to kind of get their name, they're undercutting everybody by like, you know, a dollar or two. Oh. Um, and then they're becoming popular. And then someone else is doing like a dollar or two. So like when I first got started getting into it, uh, like a year and a half ago, I think I was paying like 22 to $25 for a roll of filament for good filament. And that's um, for like the, a kilogram, right? Yeah, for a kilogram, and that was pretty mm-hmm. a pretty good price because a lot of people are like, "Oh, I used to pay forty, you know, a year ago." Yeah, so yeah. I was like, "Oh, twenty five is not bad." And then, like, I I took a chance. Um, there was a company that was out of Florida. Um, they were having like I could buy three rolls for twelve dollars a piece with free shipping. Wow! And I was like, okay, well, you know, I've wasted money on bad filament before, so sure, yeah, we'll yeah. try it. And to be honest, it's my it's my favorite filament right now. So nice, and like I'm like they've got my business, and even without their deals, it's still the cheapest. And it's like okay, now somebody else is going to compete, and you know, so mm-hmm. you know, supply I mean, and demand, right? Yeah, exactly. I was going to just say like some of that is easily uh, more along the lines of um, you know, just like there's there's more people who are interested in it, so therefore more of it's mm-hmm. going in the volume, blah blah. But also, you're right. I think it's also partially like now that 
some, at least for the most part, supply is not as as required as it was at the beginning part of the pandemic. I think that's also starting to see prices kind of you know uh, level out to some degree, which is also cool. Um, as far as again, like three printing stuff and whatever, right. I don't know if those kind of price fluctuations have moved much on resin or not, or if it's been predominantly just filament. And that's or... that's been coming down. I think uh, like the washable stuff I have was like forty five dollars, and like the last one I bought was thirty two dollars. And you're seeing so many more people getting into th- to resin printing too. That's also yeah. going to cause see the prices to come down too. Yeah, yeah the so. printers are coming down. Um, the parts are coming down in price. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's... and the thing is, is that like I just did a video last week about uh, it was my uh, 2020 Tabletop Minion Awards, and one of mm-hmm. the, the 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 groups that I gave a, an award to was a company called um, One Page Rules. And one page rules first started out by making, they basically kind of want to basically make a game like 40 K that fit on a single piece of paper, both sides, as opposed to being giant thick book and a codex and the whole deal, all that kind of stuff. And they started off with that. And now they've expanded out into making all kinds of different games that you can use models you already have in those games. So they've got like a kill team kind of style game. They've got a war cry sort of style game. Um, And it's designed so that you're using models you already have, but they've also even started to go branch off into spaceship games and all kinds of stuff. But the thing that's interesting is that they're also now, they have a Patreon and they're producing STL files for models. So you can not only buy the PDFs or or get the PDFs from them, you can also now, you know, pay a monthly fee and get, and they've been doing really nice work, like really good looking sculpts. And so at that point, they are now a game company that produces physically nothing. Like they're producing tons of content and people are buying stuff and it's working out, but they don't have to ship stuff. Everything is electronic. And then it's up to you to potentially print it or not. Maybe you keep it on your iPad, you know, you get the right models you want, you print them out or you have your friend print them or whatever. And so I think that's a smart business model. And it's, I think they were heading in that direction before the virus. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was kind of a perfect storm for them. Um, and I think that you're going to see maybe some other companies starting to pick up and head in that direction as well. Probably again, Absolutely. not the big, not the big companies, but I think that it's, right. you know, if you were starting out or even a smallish company, I would definitely be focusing these days on, um, on a little bit more digital production because you're, uh, sorry, not production. Well, production as well, certainly, well, but I mean, deliver, digital, yeah. like uh, delivery. Exactly. Uh, because you know, this will probably happen again. You know, we'll maybe I'm hoping we'll beat this one. And then I don't know, five years, another one will pop up or who knows? We maybe this may be on and off for a while. Uh, let's hope not. Uh, let's hope we make some big major changes, but you know, that's, that's something that we've got to think about. And as a business person, it's a good idea to think about it. So, well, and just the logistics costs. I mean, you're thinking like now, absolutely. I don't have to like go buy a big warehouse. I don't have to go Mm -hmm. buy it all the stuff to start up, I can just basically put up a website and have, you know, if I'm a 3d designer or hire, you know, somebody to do 3d designs, you know, you exactly. can pretty much start it up. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So it's not only just because of the potential impact of the virus, but you're right. It's also, I could start a game company and it's not gonna be a huge game company. It's not going to have huge facilities and do all that stuff, but I could, I could become probably comfortable by just producing stuff that is, you know, in PDF and, and, and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and that's just easier and, and, and cheaper. Uh, and, and I think that the virus kind of maybe has pointed us in that direction in some, some cases, well, again, yeah, especially, especially indie games. Right. And especially, you know, you think about it, you don't have sunk costs, your sunk costs mm-hmm. are a lot lower. So then yep. it's cheaper. And then, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Overall. It's, yeah. I can see it moving forward. 
Yeah. Well, speaking about moving forward and also trying to get off the track of, uh, yeah, frankly, some negativity, <laughs> obviously, doom and gloom a bit. That's a good point. Let's talk about things that we're pretty sure are probably coming out in 2021 that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a, a positive. Hopefully, let's say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. stuff that we're going to get to play or see come out that you know, some of the stuff I you know never thought would come out or didn't expect it to come out mm-hmm. anytime soon. Um, yeah, or you know. Definitely 2021, I think, is going to be a big year for this stuff. There's some stuff that got pushed and then just some big stuff that just seems like uh, the right um, level. I don't know if, we're, if I'm like suddenly becoming like the target demographic or mm, what, but it's be. like, oh, here's all here's all my stuff that I, I've always wanted. It's like, yeah, you yeah. Know, tw- 20 years ago, you'd have that nerd discussion, you know, sitting at, you know, having a piece of pizza and like, oh, it'd be really cool if they ever did this game. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, that will never happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now we're seeing it so. yeah 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 but uh speaking of, of that like so so two big big board games i think they're coming out this year um uh the return of hero quest right um, hero quest yeah did you do the well it's not a kickstarter but it was their own thing did you do that for the hero quest i did not do it for hero quest um yeah. only because i never played hero quest as a kid that i th- as far as i know it's one of those like I see it and I'm like that yeah, seems familiar, but I don't remember actually playing. So it's probably just seen yeah. tons of commercials and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it, about, it's, I think the it? no, I didn't. Uh, I because again, I also never like even which is weird because almost every person who I hear that's into miniatures is always like, oh yeah, of course I played Hero Quest, and I just never did when mm-hmm. I was a kid. But I know that they, that Hasbro made a. a boatload of money uh they didn't like i said they didn't do a kickstarter but they kind of did their own kickstarter i forget what they call it hasbro pulse or something like that and it's basically uh crowdfunded you know and all that jazz but yeah Mm -hmm. it did it did quite well um so that'll be coming out from what i understand in 2021 and then um like what other stuff as far as board games i know that there's so so the so the one that i did back that's kind of a return um was from restoration games is the uh, return of dark tower Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Restoration Games did uh, Fireball Island, Fireball which was, was like probably a, the biggest, their biggest one so far. Yeah, and that was a game from like what the eighties or was it the nineties? I don't remember. Late eighties, early nineties, somewhere 80s, there. Yeah. yeah, it was like. And then prime they redid that. For me. Oh yeah, yeah. And now Dark Tower, because I remember the commercials for Dark Tower. It was like an electronic mm-hmm. kind of plastic tower in the middle of the yeah, board, and you would menacing. And it, would, and, and, it was like lights that would light up, and there would be scary noises and all kinds of stuff like that. And it kind of basically steered how the game would go on the board and mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, there. Yeah, it was like the that. the original AI like dungeon yeah, master yeah. in a, in a little box. Yeah, and I I so I did back that, and it's uh, it's cool. I've been getting like a lot of um, behind the scenes uh, updates. As oh, like, messages and here, stuff through there. Yeah, yeah, like here's early sculpts and like here's an early prototype and here's like all the wires that go into like one tower and it's like holy cow. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy that they're kind of taking that old concept, but then adding all the cool stuff that like how small electronics are and like how you know you can basically buy a computer you know that fits on a quarter now. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, so they can do all, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It sounds like it's going to be pretty epic. And then the new kind of it's not an expansion. It's but it's it's basically Gloomhaven, but in a new setting. That's coming out this year too. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's kind of yeah Frosthaven, um, which is kind mm, of yeah, yeah, yeah. the the winter version of Gloomhaven. But mm-hmm. it sounds like you know maybe more more uh, sculpts in this one, uh, more yep. monsters. Uh, just basically, yeah. 
everything you want in Gloomhaven now that they have the power to to produce it in Frosthaven. Uh, it sounded like mm-hmm. their Kickstarter did even you know put the, the Gloomhaven crowd to shame. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's awesome. I did not again. I did not get into that just because I haven't even finished Gloomhaven. Um, right, but it'll be that. That's the thing about kill or kill team. That's the thing about Kickstarters is that. You can like, yeah, maybe you didn't get into it, but very frequently there's still at least a version that you'll be able to buy like at retail afterwards. Not right. always, like really small it, ones sometimes mm-hmm. don't have retail stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're just making enough for the people who back the Kickstarter. But bigger companies like, like you know, you know, Gloomhaven, uh, Frost Tower, uh, or Frost Tower, Gloomhaven, uh, uh, and Dark Tower, um, you know, Hero Quest. These are all like Hasbro. Restoration They'll probably hard. be at your friendly I, local game store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You They're might not, not get small. some of the stretch rewards, or you might exactly it might cost yeah. a little bit more. But all in all, yeah, it's there's gonna be there's gonna be some out there. Just gonna be you're gonna have friends that have them. Um, I I gotta when, be honest. When you it's, go to a just, local game game night, there, someone's gonna probably bring it. Right. I mean, it's one of those situations where, like, yeah, I get more stuff if I do the Kickstarter, and I maybe even get it for less money. But I gotta be honest. There's times I'm just like. I get sometimes you do a Kickstarter, you get so much stuff. You're like, oh, good lord, where are I going to put all this? You know yeah. what I mean? So sometimes, like I like look at uh, if you go way back to uh, um, when Ogre Sixth Edition was released mm. by yeah. um, Steve Jackson Games. The Ogre Kickstarter box is so big it won't fit under our guest bed up in the guest bedroom. It's massive. It was twenty seven pounds. But That's if you go to the store right now and they have Ogre on the shelf, the retail version is considerably smaller. Now, admittedly, you're not getting as much stuff, but am I ever going to play with all that stuff? I'm not anti-Kickstarter uh, in this situation. I'm just saying that sometimes I've, I've yeah. looked at games and gone, I'm hoping that that gets its goal. I'm sure it will. I'm going to hold off on the Kickstarter and just buy the retail version. And it also right. helps to support the retail stores better too. So there's that too. But yeah, I, like, it, you know, like do you remember when like Steam first started doing their like winter sale? Oh, the video games. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The video games. Like I remember, like I was like, oh, I'll, it was like I spent like you know ten dollars and I got the entire like ID software collection. Right. And it yeah, was yeah. like you know, and like another ten dollars and I got like every Civilization and uh, Sid Meier game that was ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's like there are definitely like uh multiple games in that library that i have not even installed exactly because you just you just got overwhelmed you're like oh yeah there's like 30 expansions for this and there's 15 for this and i got i got plenty of friends who like when those steam sales happen they buy stuff to have it because it's such a good price it's 90 percent off i'm like cool right they're probably paying you the game yeah exactly (laughs) they're like no i've never installed it i will eventually someday and i'm like will you though You know, and so yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, kind of financial thing. But I, I, I again, I I, f- I follow some Kickstarters. I, I backed um, uh, the uh, Gaddis Gaming Kickstarter. Mm, yes, uh, yep. but um, you know, I don't necessarily try to jump on necessarily all of them. There are times when I look at it and go, I don't need this st- the stretch goal stuff and everything, and so I'll I'll, I'll wait for retail. So yeah, I, I'm like I don't know if I'll get Hero Quest honestly. I like the concept a lot of Dark Tower though because I did really enjoy that um, mm-hmm. that watching those commercials when I was a kid and I know I played it at least once at somebody's like birthday party or something when I was a right. kid. So I could see myself getting that. I'm not. I'm oh. still not a big uh, board gamer, but I have uh, I've got a couple of board games here and there. Yeah, I'm sure what we'll break in? that one out of work. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, what about RPGs? What about uh, different um, kind of RPGs you're looking for? 
few a few things in this one. So one that that I was like hadn't heard about, but then was super psyched um, last this, last March for mm-hmm. the, the coming out. And it was supposed to come out like I think in like May or June, um, and then has just not come out. So it's I'm from what I've heard, it's supposed to come out this year, um, but it's uh, the RPG based on the um, Pixar movie um, Onward. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I watched that movie. Yeah, like yeah. So Quest of Yore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's, and and it sounds what I what I really liked about it when I talked to the designer was that it's. Um, it's very kid friendly, um, mm-hmm. but still a, still a deep RPG. Um, and the way they did was like they they less focused on like your actual mathematical stats when you're trying to say you're going to do something, and it's more like that. It's more up to the game master to kind of interpret them. So if you're like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to hop on his back and and uh, stab him, you know, right. Well, you know, maybe, uh, okay, well, he's a pretty big and nasty guy, so what's your bravery stat, you know? Because that sounds like mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of scary. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it sounds like it's really going to take storytelling um, and really help uh, launch another wave of, of like, young uh, RPGers. Oh, that's um, cool. without yeah. without Without babying them, you know, without, well, like, oh, yeah, you know, like... You only I mean, get in the two movie, stats. it was in the movie. It was all about you know, like there was the the older brother was really into this this whole um, this role playing game thing, which was mm-hmm. interesting because in that movie that was more about history than than fantasy. You know, it's right the stuff right. that used to, that that actually used to happen. You know, because everybody in that movie was like an ogre and an elf and a troll and a dragon and a manticore and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, no, that's yeah, cool. So I, I remember we saw that. it actually at. Um, reno trade show back in the early 2020 mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I i did not realize i mean it made sense to get pushed back but yeah that, that'll be cool to hopefully see soon in 2021 mm-hmm. um then another one when i was kind of doing some investigation found out that this was coming out it's a rpg called syndicult, syndicult? um it's yes syndicult mm-hmm. um and it's uh made uh, apparently by uh matt mercer um oh from uh, critical role critical role fame yeah you yeah, know. yeah yeah the DM to shame all DMs, mm-hmm. um, but it sounds like so. It sounds like it's kind of like a it's like the like a mafia gangster style um, game, but with magic. Like there's there's magic in that world, but it's kind oh, of got that that noir feel and, and gangster feel, um, like under you know the under seed bad seed of the of the city vibe to it. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Just going by like what I know that he can create with like the stuff he does on Critical Role and everything else, um, mm-hmm. I- I'm curious to see what that is. It sounds it's enough to make me go. I'm gonna check that out because it sounds it sounds cool and it sounds like it's gonna kind of hit a, fa- a few different you know levels for me. So nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then is there? I, I know there's, I know there's um some stuff that we've been hearing from different companies about like some old, well, I want to say old, well, old, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like, the nostalgia coming back. Yeah. So it's kind of like we were talking about like board games. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, um, uh, apparently there's a few like old titles that are now going to be turned into possibly turned into RPGs. And mm-hmm. it sounds like most of them even possibly this year yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like one of them, uh, masters of the universe. He-Man and Skeletor um, and all that. Yeah, I, which... I know there's already like some miniatures out there for He-Man and Skeletor that I keep seeing mm-hmm. on Twitter. 
So yeah, I don't know if that's related to this or if it's a different property altogether, but I, I, I think it's interesting yeah, it's that we're starting like, to see more about that. Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know if, if the rights got turned over or, or what happened, but, or just because of the age ranges. But yeah, like they're even talking about like doing a reboot of the Master of the Universe movie. Yeah, I heard about and, that and, too. And, that would be interesting. So, yeah, so yeah, like Masters Universe. Um, I've heard Transformers is a possibility for an RPG, mm, um, okay. and even possibly like GI Joe. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like all three of those like those like as a kid, th- those would be like all you know. Like I think, I think I finally remember like a four as a four K kid. That was like Masters Universe was like we re- had like some crazy game we played at recess where we were Masters of the Universe world. I. I like could not tell you stuff. what we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. but I, I remember doing it. I, I have no idea what the rules were or, or what they were. They probably made no sense, you know, if I go back yeah, to Yeah, sure, it. right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, if you went and told that kid, like, hey, they're going to do a proper game with this. You're going to be able to do this later. Like, I, you know, awesome. Oh, yeah, and that's um, the big draw for that type of stuff, certainly. And I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then speaking to my, my younger self, um, mm-hmm. the, the last one I heard um, is supposed to come out this year is um, Batman Gotham City's Chronicles. Mm, okay. So I, I didn't... It's an RPG, yeah, because I'm familiar with a little bit of the uh, miniatures game, but I didn't know there was going to be an RPG. That's cool. Yeah, it sounds like there's going to be an RPG now wrapped around it where... So I'm not sure if you are always, you know, a, you know, a hero, or if maybe you're trying to outwit the bat. Um, oh yeah, come up with a sinister plan to take over the, over the over Gotham, which would be kind of fun. Yeah, um, that is interesting. I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. When you've got like a a, a property that has like one basically good guy, and then you know, mm-hmm. how do you play? Huh, that'll be interesting. And that's supposed to be coming out this year. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and if that's totally what it is where you're the villain, that would be amazing. And if it's not, then that's totally what should come out. And yeah, it and could be. Again, yeah, maybe an expansion, you know. They can send the checks. I'll, I'll you know, I'll give you my right. address. Yeah. Just contact sure. me. Yeah. We'll work it out. Don't worry about it. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think with Wargaming, like there's, there's going to be more stuff coming out, obviously, this year again, just like there was last year with a lot of different companies. Um, honestly, within the realm of Wargaming 2020, if you're selling hobby stuff, paints and brushes mm. and things like that, it's actually been for many companies a very good year because a lot mm. of people are sitting home. And so they're like, well, heck, I guess I might as well paint these things. And so, you know, we've talked to a couple of different people from different companies talking about how like numbers are way up, uh, but it's predominantly hobby companies. And there are certainly companies out there that are small companies that make the majority of their money at conventions that mm. are not, not doing great. Um, that all being said, um, two games that I'm really looking forward to in 2021 is um, Kill Team, which is a game from um, Games Workshop. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a skirmish version of uh, Warhammer 40,000, their sci-fi line. Um, I'm a big fan of Kill Team. You like Kill Team as well. You mentioned Love it. earlier yep. you got some new Kill Team stuff actually for Christmas. So mm-hmm. they're going to be coming out with, they've been very cagey about it, but they said that they're coming out with something in the early part of 2021 called it's either Pariah Nexus or Nexus Pariah, and I can't remember. I think it's Pariah mm. Nexus. I can't completely remember, but it's one of those two. And it looks like it's going to have something to do with Necrons and things like that, but it's Kill Team related. And okay. so it might be kind of like um, one of the first expansions that came out for Kill Team was a game called Rogue Trader. And mm-hmm. it was a Kill Team, but it was played on its own special board, and it came with its right. own special models and stuff that. like that. Yep. It had some specific rules that were specific just to that game, but you could use those models 
uh, in regular kill team as well. Uh, and so maybe that's what it is. And I don't know that for sure, but it's potential. And then there's a question of is summer of 2021 the year that they come out with second edition of Kill Team? Because Kill yeah. Team came out in summer of 2018. And very frequently, at least lately, it seems as if specifically Games Workshop seems to work on a three year schedule. So, mm-hmm. you know, three years ago, um, Warhammer 40,000 8th edition came out. And then this summer, Warhammer 40,000 9th edition came out. And they did the same type of thing with um, Age of Sigmar. It was about three years mm-hmm. and then they came out with a new version. So if that's the case, this summer would potentially be Kill Team uh, Second Edition. I'm assuming, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But at the very least, the Prime Nexus mm-hmm. stuff has been, though we don't know what it is yet. It has been definitely like, yeah, it's coming early 2021. So yeah, let the rumor mill start. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and then another thing that I'm really looking forward to is Stargrave, which is mm. from Osprey, and it is basically a sci-fi version of Frostgrave. So Frostgrave is their wildly popular, uh, you know. Um, they made a bunch of different expansions for it, all kinds of stuff. It's basically, there's a, a city that was full of wizards and it was a huge, great, awesome city. And it was great. And then something happened, either a spell went wrong or something nefarious. And the entire city was basically buried under ice and snow for a thousand years. And now it's finally starting to melt. And so you are playing bands of treasure seekers going into Frostgrave to try to find, you know, like stuff that was left behind magical right, weapons magical or things like that yeah, yeah all kinds of jazz like that but there's also you know uh undead skeleton dudes that are now also thawing out and all kinds of stuff like that so it's it's frankly it's a little bit like gw made a game called mordheim which was also kind of a i'm a band of mm. we're a band of like treasure seekers trying to get into a city that was hit by a comet to grab the pieces of the comet which are known as Weirdstone. And it's got a lot of that vibe, but it's not, you know, one-to-one, but it's it's in that direction. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, this year, Stargrave is going to be coming out, which is sci-fi. And that's supposed to be coming out, unless the date slipped, it's supposed to be April, I believe. Oh, very cool. And so... I'm excited for that. Yeah, because I, I, it, again, it's one of those games like they, they do have some miniatures for it that you can buy, but it's completely understood that you're probably going to like make your own miniatures or like kit bash things or yeah. take things from other lines mm. and this, that, and the other thing. And I love that portion of the modeling. So, and I just find kit bashing sci fi to be a little bit more fun than kit bashing fantasy. That's just a personal preference. So I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, right. Cause there's a lot more, it seems like there's a lot more you can do with it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. Like you can't really, you know, there's only so many body parts you can put on an elf. Like, yeah, you know, and like you could, you know, you could, like there's no robot arms. There's no, you know, like I don't know, like you can put a bunch of daggers on them, I guess, you know, or something, right. you know. But it's but, it's difficult a, a little bit. A more. cool, a, yeah, where, where you could make a cool cannon or 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 like a a drone or something like mm. yeah no mm. definitely yeah so yeah really looking forward to stargrave and i'm hoping i'm i'm, I'm hoping they send me an uh, early copy so i can take a look at it i'm mm. looking forward to that yeah. um yeah and then i get i don't know ccgs they've got you in, in the notes I, yeah, I was looking forgotten the Star- realms which is a D thing yeah so magic now that you know magic is starting the, the um like last year i believe it was last year again my timeline is completely yeah, off yeah. so well, they did um, the Godzilla. The... Godzilla, I don't remember that one. No, they did a Godzilla one first, and then later on they did Walking Dead. For magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Is oh, that not what you were talking about? That. No, that oh, wasn't yeah. where I was going with that. But oh yeah, no, they've they've released cards in Magic that there was one that was Godzilla stuff, and it was and the, it kind of caused a bit of a kerfuffle because people are like, huh. it doesn't make any sense that Godzilla is in Magic, and they're like, well, you know, it's we got we got paid, well, and then they did the sounds, same thing with yeah. uh, with uh, Walking Dead as well. Yeah, they're huh. both kind of licensing deals. I thought that's where you were yeah, going. It sounds like they're, they're, they're definitely Realms going with a licensing planes. thing too. Yeah, they're going with like a planes thing. Like there's different mm-hmm. planes of Magic, so it's not maybe the 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 normal core you know plane um yeah, yeah but yeah. last year they did a campaign setting that was for D D that was set in the magic realm so oh play, yeah yeah you're right you could play the like the whatever the world walker. is in magic yeah and you right. can do that in D D. so now they're going kind of the now opposite they're going direction. the other way where, where it's yeah. forgotten realms in magic yeah gotcha so gotcha. that sounds okay. pretty cool yeah, um, yeah. And then it sounds like they've got another um, planes that they're introducing. I believe it's called Strix Have, mm-hmm. Strikes Have, something like that. Strix Have uh, or something like that. Yeah, and it sounds like the first one is like a school of mages. Um, from what I read, people are thinking that it kind of has like a Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts um, feel oh. to it. So I don't know if maybe they're looking to hit like a younger crowd or if they're just trying to hit people that are now older playing Magic to get them into uh, some kind of like mm. the schools and 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 that vibe. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where they're going with that, but I'm, I'm sure they've got a you know entire five year marketing plan on that. So yeah, well, one would hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah, I mean, I I, that, yeah. I think it's interesting. I don't know. Like, I know that there were people that were unhappy about like the kind of crossovers when they started going into stuff like Godzilla and Walking Dead. Um, I. Yeah, as a person who doesn't really play Magic anymore, I was like kind of like, well, that's sort of cool. But I know that there are some problems with, I guess, like tournament play or organized play. Mm. Some of these cards were a little, whatever, problematic just beyond the uh, the licensing and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting time, I think, for um, for Magic specifically, but Pokemon as well and a bunch of the other. There's not that many trade trading card games out there anymore. But No, you got, um, you got Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon... Magic. Magic. Uh, I don't know if Force of Will is still out there or not. That was the kind of a more, I think, Asian themed one. It had a lot of anime themes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not a ton of them out there anymore. Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it's because of the kind of like no more organized play, at least for a while, that's, I think, kind of a, a bigger deal. So um, right. I'm glad that, I mean, it makes sense to some degree that I think they're trying to do these licensing things uh, and we'll see how they you know, sell long-term, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean the CCGs specifically again, like I said, magic and Pokemon and all those, they're going to kind of try to stay as close to their schedule as possible. So, you know, them releasing new stuff is going to be kind of normal, but, uh, you know, seeing which directions they go into to try to do some of these things. I think forgotten realms is an interesting concept. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get a lot of people who love that particular realm or that particular storyline within Dungeons and Dragons. And so to be also be able to play magic within that area too. That right. I think there's, they can cool. hit some nostalgia. I wonder if there's going to be, you know, like a Dritz card is going to, you know, maybe that's oh, going sure. instantly, be, instantly become like, you know, sought after type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I agree. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, 2021 is coming whether we want it to or not. And, uh, you know, I think that I have a very strong suspicion that whatever we think it's going to be, it's maybe not going to. So it'll either be better than we think it is or I don't know, or maybe not as good or whatever. Um, right. Let's say that I'm cautiously uh, optimistic uh, to mm-hmm. some degree and I'm looking forward to, um, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to being proven wrong as far as like, you know, all of a sudden 
Gen Con goes off without a hitch. Everything's great and it's spectacular. Right. I'd rather I go that way than have like you know snake headed wolves that are attacking us and as Those we are... run from the run from the you know the gigantic volcano in Yellowstone. Yeah, I don't want any of that stuff to happen. I don't know what no. snake headed wolves are coming from, but that's scary. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Those are the. Do two you know sides something I don't? I'm just, oh wow. Okay, so it's either things are going to go good or we get snake headed wolves. All right, all right. I, I, I mean, mean, I like to think of it being a little bit more gray, but uh, whatever. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know, you know it's a, it's a bold hey, strategy. Else, but maybe it'll pay off. Right. Let's let's see everybody's. <laughs> you know, we'll start yeah, taking exactly. odds. Odds. You know, on on, on our site. And, Put them in the uh, comments what, what on the YouTube channel. Are, yeah. What do you What do you think? What do you think? Snake headed wolves, or maybe not so much. I don't know. That's fine. Um, all right. Well, keep everybody distant. <laughs> yeah, well, they will keep you socially distanced because you'd be hiding from the snake-headed wolves. That's a good point. Mm. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game Four Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player, or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast.imgame4.com, and you can tell us about snake-headed wolves. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our website at www.iamgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforo.com. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.